from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. And welcome back. Good morning, Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. If you're in a spot to make a difference this winter, we encourage you to join Food Bank of Iowa in the fight against hunger. Every dollar donated creates four meals and offers hope during these cold winter months. For some, it's heat or eat. No Iowan should be forced to decide that. Learn how you can help at foodbankiowa.org, foodbankiowa.org. Tom Cakert on Iowa coming up in about 15 minutes. We will talk to Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport.com. Claxons giveaway as well about 1140, 1145-ish. Again, the new rules in place this year. You can only play once a month. If you play once, you've got a four-week penalty box to steal a... Morning rush, popular <laughs> segment. You're in the penalty box for four for four weeks, so um, you can win once a month. You can only play once a month. As that's what the sponsor has asked us to do, and we are going to do that. For those winners, you will be emailed your certificate uh, as well. That's coming up at about eleven forty. Again, Tom Cakert before that, but right now he's Dave Sproul. He was a co-host of the uh, Coaches Show on Monday night. How about that for yeah. Dave Sproul, John Walters? Calling him out of the bullpen. He's K-A-S-I. He joins the program as he does a couple of times every week. We're grateful for that. Uh, Dave Trenton, Ken, how was your week? Uh, very good. And, yeah, you, you just got to know the right people. I, I don't know what I can tell you. <laughs> well, that's uh, good. It certainly doesn't hurt. Hey, um, any news on the K-State rescheduling? Obviously, they couldn't go this Wednesday uh, due to COVID issues uh, within the Wildcats. Has there been any... Uh, discussion that has been made public as to when that game will be put back on the schedule or if it will be put back on the schedule, Dave? Uh, I haven't seen anything uh, about the reset date yet, although, you know, keep in mind the Big 12 set aside a week between the end of the regular season as it's currently constituted and the Big 12 tournament. There's a, there's a whole week there That's a in good March point. where yep. they can they just set aside specifically for makeup games, and they'll have a few both on the men's and women's side, and I don't know how long they'll they'll wait to see how other games play out to see how many they need to reschedule or how everything's going to work out and whether they'll push it to there. But that that whole week has been set aside for make updates, and it's you know I, I would say probably more than likely that that's where that game will end up. Yeah, that makes sense, Dave. As I look at it, it's uh, the final regular season home to TCU game uh, February the 27th. So is there is that week that they've built in. Good for the Big 12 doing that. I have another Big 12 uh, question for you. Um, because both of the uh, the next two games will see the clones. They're both on ESPN Plus, and, and I get it. Everybody tells me that's the future. That's the way. That's the way it's going. But it's it seems like for a lot of people, this conference is kind of it's, it's they make you work a little bit to watch Big Twelve basketball. Do you think if they had a redo that that's what they would do? I know that they were first to get into that, uh, and you got to give them credit for doing that. Do you think they're happy with the Big Twelve and the ESPN Plus arrangement that is uh, relegating so many of those games uh, to the uh, to the online? Well, they're happy with the money for sure. And when they started this, you know, before last 
season, before the last academic year, actually, you know, half the Big 12 teams started getting their games on ESPN Plus and halfway until this season. Uh, it didn't change the money all that much, but it's all part of the relationship with Big 12 and ESPN. And, you know, down the road, that could pay a dividend if it turns out to be a successful strategy. I think if you, if you want to talk do-overs, everybody would go back to when the Big Ten started their own network and everybody right. laughed at the Big Ten and yes. said it's going to be a big disaster. Yep. It turns out it's, it's a huge paycheck for everybody. And if you had to do over, you'd fall right in that line and you'd do it. Mm-hmm. And I've heard stories, and I've, I've read stories, the original Big 12 commissioner, I think it was Chuck Ninus, actually came mm-hmm. to the Big 12 schools and said, let's start our own cable channel. This is long before the Big Ten did it. Mm-hmm. And he got laughed out of the room. So the Big 12 had its chance and to be first, and now they're last, in a sense, in doing that. And who knows? I mean, maybe now this will be the way of the future, and everybody else will be getting on board with, with online streaming, the way that entertainment programming has. But at the same time, you know, live sports is very a very different animal than that. And so we'll see if that continues. But, yeah, it is a bit of a pain, and this is a bit of the price you pay for the Big 12, you know, being kind of late to the party when it comes to you know, dedicated channels and, and the like. I was looking at some numbers for Iowa State, and one of the craziest things that jumped out to me, outside of Trey Jackson, who's just played uh, the last few games, for the guys that have been part of this team from the get-go, Rasir Bolton's the only guy in this team that has a positive assist-to-turnover ratio. It's just something incredibly simple, but Coleman Lands, Javon Johnson, guys that had the ball in their hands a lot, you can't afford that. Is Maybe that's the simplest thing right now. This team turns it over too much. They don't share it well enough, and that's why we see so many of the struggles that we do. Yeah, I mean, it really gets down to that. For the most part, the offense has been pretty efficient. The the shooting percentage is pretty good, but the defense hasn't been there. And turnovers on offense, that's the biggest thing holding them back. It's It's been a plague. And uh, so as a team right now, what is it, uh, 10 assists uh, per game, uh, to 16 and a half turnovers per game. <laughs> That's not good. That's not going to win you much in any major conference, much less the Big Ten, Big 12, pardon me. And so, yeah, in the long run, you need to be solid in that department. You can't turn the ball over a bunch and, uh, um, have that, uh, you know, come away with the wins. It's just not going to get it done. Well, tough place to try and find your uh, first wing, win in conference, Kansas. Uh, uh, it's always tough to win down there. I don't think that this is uh, Self's best team by a long shot. They've had a couple losses, including their last game when Oklahoma State beat them. Uh, but this will be, a, uh, I would think, anyways, a, a Kansas team that's a little PO'd with their performance from the middle of this week. And then if that's not bad enough, here comes you know Texas in the middle of the week. And back you go to Lubbock and dot, dot, dot. Uh, such a tough conference and such a tough place, at least in this portion of the schedule, to be looking for win number one in Big 12 play. Yeah, and uh, you know, with with all that those ranked opponents coming up for Iowa State, it's going to turn into a situation where just about everybody you play to start the Big 12 season is going to be ranked. And that's just a tough place to be. And you know, with Kansas, uh, it's interesting. You you know, you think ah, they're maybe not that great a team. They're coming up a loss to Oklahoma State, but the only other losses are the number one team in the country mm-hmm. and a top 10 Texas team. Uh, I know that was an embarrassing margin of victory on their home court, but still Texas turned out, you know, they're a pretty good yep. spot. Yep. Uh, Oklahoma state, uh, maybe, you know, that's the game where Kansas didn't come out and play at their, their best. And, you know, we've talked about before, everybody has an off day and Kansas might've had an off day on, on Tuesday and, okay, now that's out of their system and they're probably not going to have an update tomorrow. So 
Iowa State knows this thing, you know, that and like any coach, Steve Prohm's going to prepare for the opponent to be at their best. And I think they'll probably be on heightened alert knowing that uh, Kansas is not the type of team that's going to have two bad games in a row. The wins we know are going to be difficult to come by because of the schedule and everything else involved with this team. But the performance like we saw against Texas Tech, can that can that sink the ship? Can that lead Steve Prohm even to start looking around for another job or even by the time we get to the end of the season in March, a possible firing. Do you think it can get that bad? It can get that bad, sure, because, I mean, we, we, we've seen it with our own eyes. We know that, you know, in two of the last, or three of the last, uh, the three of the worst uh, losses in Hilton Coliseum history uh, have come in the last couple seasons. Yeah. So we know how bad it can get. And, you know, we hadn't seen, I you know, Iowa State actually – hung tough with some really good teams before that and then maybe just you know ran out of gas and in a way maybe the midweek cancellation with kansas state might help them just to get them more rest or get out of the grind a little bit and they can kind of regather and refocus for this game and go out and and play well i wouldn't have any expectation really that they'll win but at least you know give them a shot to, to play well and play with a little more focus and energy than they showed against texas tech if that continues, though, if it's even if it's not thirty-point losses, if it's games where Iowa State just feels like they're lethargic and going through the motions and not really playing for each other, game after game after game, then you're really in a place where you have to start thinking about you know making a change for the future, whether it's the prone finding a, a landing spot like Greg McDermott did some time back, or if it's just you know parting ways and moving on to the next guy. Uh, let's end this on a positive, and that's clearly the football program. And uh, since we've last spoken, the AP, the uh, Tuesday, came out with their final rankings, and Iowa State finishes the season at number nine. We've seen a lot of those way too earlys. Everybody's put out their top 25 way too early for next year, and Iowa State's in the top 10 in, in all of those. I've seen them as high as six, most seven, eight, somewhere in that neighborhood. But uh, finishing in the in the uh, top 10 in the final AP poll of 2020, uh, um, pretty rarefied air for Iowa State. Yeah, uh, rare is, is definitely the word to use. I think this is the first time, uh, maybe one of the few times. I got to think it is top twenty-five. Yeah, yeah, one of one of the few times ever, at least that Iowa State's been ranked in the top twenty-five to end the season. First time ever in the top ten to end the season, and they'll be in the top ten to start next season. And the AP poll, you know, it's probably fallen behind a little bit in terms of the attention on the college football playoff and things like that. But it's the best historic measure we have of college football and how good teams are, or at least were perceived to be in the moment. And this is an Iowa State team that's going to go down in history as a top 10 ranked yep. Iowa State football team. And that might not feel great now because we're all looking ahead to next year, thinking about all they got coming back and the opportunities ahead of them. But down the road, then you're going to be able to look back at this season and say that was a great Iowa State football team, one of the best in the country. See, isn't it better ended on a positive? How about this? Absolutely. They have uh, asking you know where they've been ranked. They have been ranked in the AP poll in the final AP poll just three times in program history. Okay. Final poll, of course, number nine this year. Yeah. Go back to 2000. That year that was the nine and three year. That was yeah. the nine and three year. They finished 25th even with that mm. record. And uh, before that final ranking, you have to go all the way back to, oh, I just had it here a moment ago. There it is, 1976. They finished 19th. Jeez, top 10. Dave Sproul, KASI uh, in Ames. Dave, we'll uh, recap the uh, Kansas game 
uh, etc. with you uh, next Monday. Have a wonderful weekend, Dave Sproul. Thank you. You too, guys. Good Thanks. to talk to you. Dave Sproul, KSI in Ames. Uh, that's where the Cyclones play in Story County. You know, a lot of folks, and we've got so many months and weeks to talk about this, compare, and maybe it's more Iowa fans, that compare this year's Iowa State team to the 2009 Iowa team that had all those close games go their way finally. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to Steve Rowe at the 2010 Big Ten Media Days, and he's talking about the margin for error was so big. Mm-hmm. Um it was so tight, rather, and you just have to, um, you know, they all went in Iowa's favor in 2009. And then the 2010 season did not go in their favor. That was the year they came back. They beat Missouri, right? Is that the Gabbert year? Yes, in the insight. Point. Right, and, 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 and it looked as though the team was <laughs> deserting Ferentz. Was that the uh, Robinson year, the month of December, dot, dot, dot? It was. Um, DJK? DJK, yeah. There was a lot going bad, but he got them together and they beat Missouri. Yeah, 2010 Iowa loses by a touchdown at Arizona, loses by a point to Wisconsin, four to Northwestern, three to Ohio State, three to Minnesota. Every one of those games outside of the Arizona game, they had a lead with, I think, six minutes or eight minutes left to go in the game. Yeah. So the uh, margin for error is so tight. We'll see. Uh, we got a lot to talk about before between now and kickoff of September. But we know that. And yep. just look at this year. The Baylor game, Wongo doesn't make that kick mm-hmm. return. Mm-hmm. They easily lose that football yeah. game. Uh, Bankston doesn't make that sack. Does Dicker the kicker split the uprights from 53 instead of 58 or whatever it the was? The first Oklahoma game, a couple of those balls that looked like they should have been intercepted yeah. from Purdy that weren't, yep. very easily that game goes the other way. The margin is thin. And it that's is. football. It's absolutely. That is for the first time ever, and they certainly deserved it. And we're overdue for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, it, we will dissect. You'll be so sick of this <laughs> Iowa State Iowa football talk between uh-huh. now and September. Uh, but it's, no, it's I bet they won't. The, you know, that's a good question. It's, it's, it's going to move the needle. The anticipation for 2021 football in Ames and in Iowa City. Mm. We'll take a timeout. That's Amy Sweet on our television from that's uh, Max. Oh, and Amy. okay. I didn't know what she looked like. I, me neither. Uh, I guess uh, she's on WHO TV right now with Megan Ruther, um, who does a great job, by the way. Yeah. I've, I mean, I can't. I've never heard her speak because the sound is down in here. Right. But she just looks like such a perfect spot. She's um, always happy. She is. Yeah. I met her downstairs here one day. Did you? She was uh, doing an interview, I think, with Emery. Okay. Or I think Emery actually had her on his podcast is okay. what it was. So just had a chance and same thing in person, bubbly, happy, yes. always a smile on her face. No, she, she's uh, she's an asset to Channel 13, yeah. no doubt about that. All right, let's uh, time for another slam dunk. Is it? Yes, it is. It's time right now for a $1,000 opportunity for you. Text the keyword BANK to 200-200. Right now, it's your chance to win $1,000 BANK to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. All right, uh, 1120 on a Friday. We'll come back with Tom Kakert. He just was part of a Zoom teleconference with Fran McCaffrey. We'll pick his brain on that. Find out if any nuggets came out of that uh, press conference when we return. Claxon's Barbie. Q and our picks before we get out of here at noon. It's Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM.
This ain't your daddy's sports station. Well, well, it probably is, but you get the point. 1460 AM, and now 106.3 FM. This is Des Moines Sports Station. KXNO. Trek Hyden here to let you know my good friends at Renner's Warehouse are in heavy demand right now in Des Moines for three reasons. One, the rental market is booming. People rent during uncertain times, and homes are getting leased fast. Two, with professional video marketing and self-showing technology, Renner's Warehouse meets all healthy and safety guidelines for our social distancing world. And three, with regulations changing so quickly, more people are learning that you Using an experienced property manager is far less stressful than trying to do everything yourself. Now is not the time to DIY or mess with inexperienced property managers. For a low, flat monthly fee, Renner's Warehouse will take the grunt work off your plate with no upfront fees and no paperwork or 3 a.m. maintenance calls. Plus, they can help you turn your part-time rental into a full-time cash flow machine. And if you're a real estate agent, they're offering cash payments for referrals. Go to RentersWarehouse.com to book your free home rental price analysis today or call 515-528-4429. That's 515-528-4429. Renters Warehouse, Des Moines. You'll always. Elliot's Northbrook, Illinois. Welcome back. Food Bank of Iowa.org. Food Bank of Iowa.org. They sponsor uh, this hour of the program. Let's get to Tom Cakert, shall we? Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport.com. He was just on a Zoom. Fran McCaffrey met the media. Uh, thanks for coming on, Tom Cakert. How are you, Trent and Ken? You were part of the Zoom. What uh, came out of it? I heard Fran McCaffrey um, Basically, talking about the Big Ten tournament, at least at one point, this is uh, seemed to be one of the talking points that came out of it. Flexibility when it comes to this tournament, right? Just don't be set in stone. I mean, we're in the times that we're in. Uh, what was, uh, I guess, what was behind that uh, that answer, Tom? Well, it was it was more. Um, he, I think, he just didn't know why. Basically. Well, just uh, when we get to the point where we can have a tournament and we can have a like a legitimate kind of schedule where everybody kind of gets to 27 games if they can, um, then we'd have a conference tournament and then an NCAA tournament. Um, and he just he wishes that they would have had the, the flexibility. Well, we all know the driver for all that, and that's that's. CBS and that's the NCAA tournament on that uh, on those kind of specific days. I think there's going to be some flexibility in the dates and when things start. Maybe not. It won't be like the traditional Thursday, Friday first round. Um, but I think they want to get it all in that window because and then get that final four done in a certain time because there's a pretty significant golf tournament that they like to promote during that. Uh, that time that's and then they have telecast. I think that's all of this is driven by that. That's a great point. Never thought of that angle. Reading uh, through the Wednesday transcript with Fran and a lot of questions on Connor. I don't know who it was that was asking the questions, probably working on a big story. I saw Doc had one. Maybe it was him. But yeah. one of the things that jumped out, I, I found very interesting. Ken has brought it up a couple of times. You can tell he's already a coach, even though he's not a coach yet. He's going that way. He's wanted to be a coach. But Fran, in that, talking about maybe him going to law school, he's a finance major. Is he... 
not dissuading him from going into the coaching ranks, but making sure he has a fallback. Remember, Fran went to the Wharton Business School at an Ivy League school at Penn, had a pretty good backup plan in case coaching didn't go. Is that what he's maybe trying to set up for Connor, too? Yeah, I think so. Uh, but I think Connor wants to, I think Connor wants to coach. And, and you know, like Fran said, his mom doesn't want him to. And <laughs> I asked Connor about that that day, and he smiled and laughed about it because it's been a, uh, he just says I, he doesn't want, uh, she doesn't want him to do something that's going to cause, you know, if he gets married, a wife or, um, you know, family, a lot of stress. Uh, and if you know um, Margaret and mm-hmm. Fran, when, they're, when their kids are playing, it's, it's stressful for them. Uh, you know, Fran, I think a little less stressful now that he's coaching his kids, too. He's got to focus differently. But, you know, for mom. Uh, you know, she's a competitive athlete and it's stressful. And I think she, I think she's kind of looking forward to, well, you know, Fran will retire someday and then she cannot have that stress of, uh, being the competitive juices coming out. And there's still one more coming, right? And, um, what, what can you tell us about yeah. the, uh, yeah, what can you tell us about him? Because, you know, I'm sure that, you know, um, a lot of people have different opinions, but I've heard that this might be the most talented of the three. Well, he might be. He might be. Um, he's uh, Jackson in eighth grade. So I'm going to temper everything by sure. saying Jackson eighth grade. He's <laughs> yes. also playing with Joe Wieskamp's younger brother too, by the way. Wow. So, um, and and Levar Woods' son. And you know, it's it's a uh, it's an interesting group of kids uh, with some good pedigrees to them uh, for sure. Um, but Jack is probably about six five now in eighth grade, eighth grade. and. He's not like Patrick was, where Patrick was always really skinny. Jack's a pretty thick and sturdy kid, too. And um, I know they kind of think he's probably going to grow to be about 6'10". And, uh, you know, he's pretty skilled. So, um, yeah, interesting times ahead. Indeed. Uh, Just real quick, on Michigan State, any news as to when that or if that will be rescheduled? Dave Sproul just reminded us, we just had him on in Iowa State, and he reminded us that the Big 12 actually built in a whole extra week at the end of the season when the end of the season comes before their conference tournament. Um, That didn't happen in the Big 10 with all the teams, etc. But what about the possibility of rescheduling the Spartans? Can it happen, Tom? It can. Um, I'm almost wondering if they're going to end up having to do like a, almost like the um, like some of these uh, um, smaller conferences. Valley teams like the like home the, and home. I mean the back to back, back to back. Yeah, home and home, but do home and home. Right. You know, just okay. After the game, just hop in a plane, fly to Iowa City, and play it again. You know, because they play February 13th, I think. Yep, up you're in right. East Lansing. Yep. So, I almost. Is that going to be an option? I, I don't think Fran would want to do that. I don't think Tom Izzo wants to do that. But you know, they're they're um, quote unquote bye weeks where they kind of have only one game in a week. Uh, don't coincide. Mm. That would have been the ideal situation. So maybe unless they move some things around, uh, which they could do and and move the game so both of them could have a bye week. Uh, but that bye week for, I think for Michigan State is is next week but they're still in kind of covid covid jail right now so i don't know if they could play anyway feels like forever since we saw this team you just so get so used to having the midweek game and then you have the weekend game it's not even been a week since the minnesota victory but one thing that jumped out to me it was for the first time in a long time not a great game from keegan murray 
Mm-hmm. Just is it just that? Just hey, everybody can't play great every single time, or do you think there's at least a, a scouting report out there a little bit more and in, in the ways that maybe he can come back, Keegan, a little bit and uh, how good he is on the glass and outside shooting the ball? I think it was more um, Keegan got two fouls in about a minute and a half mm-hmm. and it just mm-hmm. sort of ended his uh, ended his day in a lot of ways and really never got on track. And then when he got back in for the the second half, he picked up a third foul very quickly, too. So I think it was just foul trouble more than anything else, more than a scout or anything. I kind of suspect he's going to have a nice bounce-back game. And you know who else I'm calling on for a bounce-back game? I just got done writing my game preview. And, um, you know, C.J. Fredericks only scored four points in the last two games. And uh, I kind of think he's due for... We'll bounce back uh, effort uh, on Sunday in uh, in Evanston. Yeah, the the game Christmas night he was terrific uh, up in uh, up in the Twin Cities. Followed that up, I think it was a good against Northwestern, but the last three, um, have, statistically, anyways. Tom, it seems like that this is the uh, the breather part of this. Not Northwestern is going to be tough. I'll, I'll, I'm not just you know blowing them off but but indiana's middle of the pack and then a week from sunday's nebraska before you go to champagne to take on illinois the next three might be the last air quote breather uh in this big 10 schedule for the hawks yeah and you kind of want to get to that um potentially eight and one um on the schedule and before you're headed to Champaign for that showdown, uh, because you're only going to see Illinois once, right. uh, just like you're only going to see Michigan, Michigan once. Yeah. And um, so it it kind of magnifies those games even more because I think those are the teams that you're competing for a, a Big Ten championship with. So you want to get those wins, uh, get that tiebreaker, uh, because it's only one game. So it's going to matter even more. It's not like you could split your somebody's going to have the edge going into the Big Ten tournament. So you brought up an interesting point over at HawkeyeReport.com, Tom. Is it time to talk about retiring Luca Garza's jersey, mm. doing it before he departs, doing it maybe the last game of the regular season at Carver, whatever it turns out to be? I know that can become a very divisive topic, and well, it's a message board, seemingly everything's divisive on there. But <laughs> That's good for business, it, it is, it is. A lot of people click it and, and responding to that. Just your takeaway and thought doing it, not coming back in a year or two or five years down the road, but doing it while he's still in Iowa City. Yeah, I, here's my take on it. I, I think you do the actual ceremony, uh, once you can get fans back, because we're going to get to that day, yeah. you know, yeah. very soon. We'll get to that day very soon where, where we can have a uh, 15-5 at Carver Hawkeye Arena. And mm-hmm. I think Luca deserves that moment mm-hmm. when you actually do the ceremony. But I think it, it's much like they did with Megan Gustafson. You just let her know on senior day, by the way, nobody's going to wear 55 again. Mm-hmm. So congratulations. You've had a wonderful career. You're, you're the all-time leading scorer. You've been, you know, maybe... Um, national player of the year, uh, two-time consensus All-American. Um, those things don't happen very often at the University of Iowa. He merits having 55 yep. retired. Um, you know, I even threw out, uh, what do we, what do they do about Jordan Bohannon? He's going to leave the University of Iowa, the all-time assist leader, the all-time three-point shooting uh, made leader, and that's a more important stat today than it was five, ten years ago for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, you haven't got and, to his most important stat, Tom, and that's when he missed the free throw on purpose. Yeah, I'll never forget that. I as mean, long as I live, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, and it, I I don't know if he merits having his number retired. I yeah. I, I don't want to say that, um, and because people object, mm-hmm. but he's done some things that are record setting that, that are all timers kind mm-hmm. of thing. But of course, I could always point out Jeff Horner did kind of the same things. Uh, you know, the three point and and the assist record were were his until Jordan Bohannon came along. So they didn't do anything for Jeff Horner. So, <laughs> you know, there's precedent there, too. I just threw it out there just because I thought it was interesting. And Jordan, if he stays hot, he's going to break Diebler's record if, if Iowa makes a little bit of a run here. Um, you know, the, he's going to break the three-point record, all-time Big Ten players. And that, mm. that's another thing to look at. Amazing. Uh, yeah, I'm with you, Tom. I don't think anyone should wear 55 ever again. I really don't. I think he deserves it, coming back the way he did. All the accolades he's going to leave as the all-time leading scorer at the University of Iowa. Uh, I think you're on to something. It's good for business, and I think it's uh, very poignant. And uh, You're on to something there, Tom Kakert. Well done. Tom, we'll he's talk. A, Go and, ahead. And you know what else? He's a terrific young man. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just a great representative for, for the University of Iowa, too. Um, just on and off the court, he is he is class personified and i think that matters in the in the discussion as well no question about it tom we'll talk to you next week have a great week thank you tom okay thanks guys good to talk to you tom kicker hawkeyereport.com what do you think retire it i do too do it yep i do too can they we see iowa state has fans you and i has fans drake has had fans is the big 10 still going to be so against even letting Mm -hmm. 10 percent of capacity which would be 1,500 people in there just for the final regular season game for Luke Trent, we, we We thought that at the end of the football season, there was buzz that they were going to do it for football, which yeah. is played outside. Right. Um, I, I, I was absolutely convinced that they were going to. Man, I don't know if they will or not. But and you're they, right. Everybody else is at least a small percentage. And they allow a couple hundred people in there with the parents. So mm-hmm. I don't want to say what's the big deal. I don't want to be flippant about it. But... We heard of a huge outbreak that has happened with these socially distanced events. We have not. I uh, don't. Not that I'm aware of. No. Follow protocol. You do that. Luca Garza, give the guy a chance for all these seniors, for all these guys going through college basketball the last time. And maybe it's just that your final regular season game, you can have ten, twelve, fifteen percent capacity, but that's it. Make the call. You got Kevin Warren's number, right? <laughs> I got Sir Yachts. Yes, he's he got some influence in that conference. All right, it's uh, before you start dialing, we've uh, busied the phone lines. So you're going to get a busy signal right now. Please hear me out on this one because the rules have changed at uh, for the Claxons giveaway that we do about this time each and every Friday. And we're grateful to Andy and the staff uh, at Claxons 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. The new rules are you can only play once a month. So if you call in and you're getting a busy signal, maybe hang with it for a little longer than you normally would because Commissioner Condon has the list in front of him, and he's strict. I mean, if somebody's three weeks out, he's going to um, not allow you to play. You have to. You can only play once per month uh, is the uh, new rules at Claxton. You can win once a month, but you can only play once a month. So if you didn't play last week... We'd love to have you in this week. And in three, two, and one, we are opening up the phone lines at 284-5966, 284-5966. We will give you four games. They're the four NFL playoff games. You give us four answers against the point spread. The tiebreaker is going to be total points, Hawks, 
and Clones in their respective games this weekend. Hawks and Clones in their respective games this weekend. 284-5966. First four callers. If you're getting a ring, that means you're in. You're only allowed to play once per month. Miller and Condon will be back with that and our picks on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106- and conditions apply. While the holiday season may be over, the sports calendar is in full swing this week. From collegiate to professional sports, there's no shortage of action and there's no better place to get in on all the action than DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. If you haven't tried out DraftKings Sportsbook, what are you waiting for? Ken, I have no idea what people are waiting for. To celebrate this year's football playoffs, DraftKings is giving all new players a chance to bet on any of this weekend's professional football games at 100 to 1 odds. All you have to do Bet $1 any football game this weekend. If your team wins, you win $100. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code KXNO when you sign up to get 100 to 1 odds on any football game this weekend. That's code KXNO for new players to get a shot at $100 on any football action this weekend. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Iowa only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 on the FM dial. Our picks momentarily, but right now it's time for yours. Claxon's Barbecue, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Claxon BBQ, ClaxonBBQ.com. Uh, they'll give uh, two of our listeners, Matt, David, Rick, and Shane, two of you. One of you will win 35 bucks worth of Claxons. The runner-up, 25 We're going to use all four of the divisional games. The tiebreaker is going to be Iowa and Iowa State's. Not their opponents, just those two. Their combined points closest without going over. Let's get Matt first of all. Matt, welcome to the program. How are you? Thank you. Doing well. Thanks. Uh, Green Bay is a six-and-a-half-point favorite over the Rams. Uh, Green Bay. Buffalo, two-and-a-half over the Ravens. Buffalo. Chiefs are down to nine-and-a-half versus Cleveland at a couple of shops. Nine-and-a-half for the Chiefs. Uh, I'll pick the Browns. Okay. And New Orleans, a three-and-a-half-point favorite over the Buccaneers. New Orleans. And Iowa and Iowa State's combined points. Just them, not their opponents. Closest without going over combined points, Matt. Uh, 152. Matt, have a good weekend. Thank you. Yep, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, David is with Miller and Condon. Hi, David. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Fine, thank you for asking. Green Bay is a a 6.5-point favorite over the Rams. Uh, Green Bay. Buffalo, 2.5 over Baltimore. Oh, gosh, this one's going to be so tough. I agree with you. Is that at Buffalo or is that at? It's at Buffalo, yep. Oh, well, I went and doubt go with the home team, but, uh, yeah, Buffalo. Buffalo for you. Chiefs a nine-and-a-half point favorite over Cleveland? Oh, boy. Uh, I'm going to roll the dice. Kansas City. Kansas City. New Orleans three-and-a-half over Tampa Bay. NOLA. And total points, Hawks and Clones combined, closest without going over. Ah, uh, 139. David, have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. 
Thank you. Uh, Rick is next. Rick, welcome to the Claxons giveaway. How was your week? Good. How are you guys? Doing fine, thanks. Uh, Green Bay is a six and a half point favorite over the Rams. The Packers. Buffalo two and a half over the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens. Chiefs nine and a half point favorite over the Browns. Chiefs. Saints three and a half to Tampa Bay. I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. All right. Uh, Iowa and Iowa State, total points closest without going over. That's combined. 143. Thanks, Rick. Enjoy the games. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, Shane brings it to a close for another week. Hello, Shane. Hello. Uh, Green Bay, six-and-a-half-point favorite over the Rams. Uh, We'll go with Green Bay. Bills, two-and-a-half over the Ravens. Uh, Ravens. Chiefs, nine-and-a-half-point favorite over Cleveland. Uh, Brown. New Orleans, a three and a half point favorite over Tampa Bay. Uh, New Orleans. Hawks, clones, total points, just those two teams, closest without going over. We'll do uh, one. One it is. Thank you, Shane. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. And there's Shane and there's Claxons for a uh, another week. That's the second straight week our last contestant has taken one. Yes, and last week, uh, Shay, who took one, he was in the tiebreaker, but it flew over the total. Uh, so our second place winner was Joe last week. So it backfired it on him did. last week. All right, Trent Condon, nothing seems to backfire on you as far as these picks. Uh, you have uh, dominated our little contest here. Now, I saw, by the sounds of things, we're gonna we're doing a contest against... The afternoon guys? I, I think that's in the works right now. Now, is it both of us, or are we still individual? If we, Yeah, we'll have to find out if we're combined, if we're going to be working as a team. Taking on the Fanatics? That could be a little difficult, because... I can't hold up my end of the bargain. <laughs> You're right around 500. Yeah. 43, 43, 43, 44, and 3. Easy for me to say. Mm-hmm. I am 54... 35 and 1 Jeez, against the spread. That's crazy. A shade under 61%. Let's do it again. We got four games this weekend, all in the NFL. And that part does make me a little nervous. I like picking through games, I like finding those angles that not everybody is going with. And when I first went through this, I had all favorites. Now, that's not how I ended up, but that is not the way that I normally bet on any given weekend. Let's get into it. Let's start with the game I have the least amount of confidence in. It's the first game of the weekend. Green Bay hosting the Rams. I hate the way that the quarterback position looks with Goff. I hate the cold weather with a bad thumb. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense yet. This almost seems too easy. There's something about McVay in this spot. I think he's got something for his old protege mm. in LaFleur. I'm going to grab the touchdown, depending on where you're shopping. It's you six and a half it, yep. or seven. I'm going to grab the touchdown here, and I'm going to take the the Rams with the seven. Pick number two. It's the last game. My second least confident of the group. And it's the Saints and Tampa. This comes down for me. What have we seen these two teams do twice? Well, it's been domination from New Orleans. A healthy Michael Thomas, that is huge. A defense that can shut down what they want to do in a lot of quarters coverage. I just think this is more of a matchup play than anything. I'll lay the field goal. Give me New Orleans with pick number two. My third pick, my second most confident, if you will, going back to the overthinking, Kansas City laying the nine and a half. I'm going to do it. I'm grabbing the Chiefs. Yes, they have not covered forever. The Browns looked incredible, at least for the first quarter, before holding on for dear life against Pittsburgh last week. I'm not going to overthink this. Great story. Cleveland finally back in the playoffs. Finally gets that playoff win. 
We'll remember how it ends here. A double-digit loss. Give me Kansas City minus the 9.5. My best bet is the best game of the weekend. Bills hosting Baltimore. I'm just not understanding this Baltimore love. Yes, they won on the road against Tennessee. They only scored 20 points against that defense. Now they got to go on the road back-to-back weeks against Buffalo, who is the bell of the ball for two months, and suddenly everybody's out after a win against Indianapolis. I don't get it. I'm laying the two and a half here all day long. It's my best bet. By the way, my best bet's 12-6 and six on the year. Jeez. Even better. That is 67%. Take it to the bank, the Bills, minus the two and a half. All right, Trent. We're different in three of those games, including your best bet. But we'll start and we'll go in order with the way they're going to play out uh, starting tomorrow. Green Bay, it depends where you shop. You can get them right now and only have to give up six and a half. I believe that's Bet MGM, which is in our state. Packers, a six and a half point favorite over the Rams. Uh, I'm going to take. Uh, I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers is what I'm going to take over Jared Goff in this football game. There's snow in the forecast, supposed to be over by kickoff time, but maybe it gets pushed back. Will that make a difference? I know that Green Bay can play in the snow. I'm not sure about the Rams. I'll lay six and a half. Uh, the night game. I, I just like Baltimore. I, look, I love the Buffs, uh, Buffalo story. I do. It's the defense of Baltimore that makes the difference. Derek Wolf is playing very well. Calais Campbell, Williams in the middle. Uh, Judon, I think he's, I think got banged up a little bit, but I believe he's okay. I think he's the difference in this game. I think Lamar Jackson and company have had this uh, revenge tour. They've got one more step to to get to, and that's next week, and I believe they'll get to next week. I'll take the field goal at William Hill. Baltimore plus three. Kansas City, I'm with you, Trent. Don't overthink it. Take the Chiefs minus nine and a half. And then I'm going to take Tom Brady because I want to see Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers next week, damn it. I'll take Tampa Bay. I'll take the field goal uh, against the Saints defensively for the Buccaneers. They're playing well. Antonio Brown is part of this team now. Um, I'll take Tom Brady and take the points. So I've got two dogs and two favorites for the divisional round of the playoffs. You don't have a high school basketball game tonight? Not looking good. Looking like we'll uh, be back at it next week and ah, January in Iowa. Isn't it fun? <laughs> no place I'd rather. Well, that's not true necessarily. Uh, we, I, I do love it here. Don't get me wrong. But January, eh. Get a feeling. We'll find out the official point spread. Iowa State, Kansas, probably 13 is the Ken Palm number. Is it? Do you think it's a clubbing or they hang around again? No, I think they get walloped. I think Kansas is PO'd what happened against Oklahoma State. And Iowa, for the first time since the Gonzaga game on CBS. Uh, <laughs> All the way back to the Gonzaga game. Um, that number, I'm intrigued. Ken Palm has it at 8. If it's at 8 or higher, I'm grabbing Northwestern. Are you? They played well in times in Carver. How's Bowie going to play? Well, he can't play any worse, Kenny. Well, that's just. But he hasn't played any. He hasn't looked good in his last what handful of games. Yeah, it's been ugly. And as uh, as he goes, I think the uh, the cats go. Anyways, have a wonderful weekend. Uh, still more plenty more local programming. Murph and Andy at two. The fanatics at four. Tomorrow morning, Saturday morning pregame. Sean Roberts. No longer Emery Songer, it's Eric Zamora. Zamora and Roberts on the air tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. with our Saturday local show. Don't miss it, 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. We're Miller and Condon. We're with you weekdays from 10 to noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 and 106.3.